Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. 9.06 on the clock. Asia-Pacific markets are trading higher this morning on the back of a strong rally in the U.S. overnight. Tokyo and Sydney both up more than 2%. Seoul is not far behind. Joining me now as we break down all the market action is Willie King filling in for Ryan Huang, the DT himself, dividend titan. <laughs> I've got an eye allergy, so that's what's going on over here. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. I'm great. Good morning. How's your eye? Yeah. What happened? This is what happens when you have an allergy. Oh dear. Yeah, to specific <laughs> items that I put on the eyes. Oh, I can barely see, really. Should do more eye drops, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to carry this today. <laughs> Help me out here. Wall sure. Street soared to its best day overnight since July. We'll get to that story soon. But first, uh, look at a corporate story that has markets on edge. And this has to do with concerns about the financial health of Switzerland's financial giant, Credit mm. Suisse. Now, Credit Suisse CEO Ulrich Kona attempted to reassure investors and employees yesterday. But... Those efforts backfired. So Credit Suisse shares went on a roller coaster ride instead, falling as much as 12% to a record low, clawing back most of the gains before closing bell, I have to say. Willie, fill us in. What's the background here and what exactly are investors concerned about Credit Suisse? Yep, so you can see, Michelle, that um, Credit Suisse credit default swaps jumped to an all-time high on Monday. So credit default swaps, or CDS, is a representation of the measure of credit risk or the default risk of a company. So as it, if it goes higher, it means that the cost to actually pay a premium on the insurance to protect investors from investing in this company goes up. And this is a reflection of credit risk. And it went up all the way to 500 basis points. This is actually more than... Deutsche Banks and Barclays one-year credit CDS. And this versus just over 300 basis points for the five years CDS of Credit Suisse. So this really came across where... It, it was a wretched day in the capital markets. You know, there was a huge distortion in the pricing of credit derivatives. And a lot of investors, I think Credit Suisse, CDS is driven by investors' concerns over Credit Suisse scandals which have happened over the past few years. So like, for example, one such scandal um, happened last year. If we could recall Credit Suisse was involved in the family office of Archigo's Capital Management, which was founded by Bill Huang, a South Korean investor, and he lost over $10 billion for investors. So Credit Suisse was involved in one such scandal. So investors are sort of, you know, sort of jittery with the bank itself. And with all this market sell-off over the past week, this sort of came just nice for the investment bank. And on top of that, there was also rumours that the investment bank is trying to split up some of its business segments. And that also put investors on their feet, asking the question, you know, what is going on with Credit Suisse? So Credit Suisse shares have lost nearly 60% of their value since the beginning of the year. The financial giant is now looking to slash jobs and cut costs by as much as 1 billion US dollars. Willie, is Credit Suisse on the brink? I mean, is this a possible Lehman moment? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are speculating Lehman versus Credit Suisse, right? You know, on one hand, you can see Lehman crisis. It was really the bank was the cause of the unfolding of the global financial crisis. But in this case, Credit Suisse looks, seems to be more of a casualty of a series of scandals which was involved, which has led to this moment where the CEO has to come up 
to actually reassure investors. In fact, you know, like what you said, Michelle, earlier that the CEO has mentioned that the bank is in a very well-capitalized, healthy financial position. So he doesn't have really big concerns of the bank since the bank has more than, according to him, the bank has more than enough capital to run the business. The only problem is that it just isn't making good enough returns or the expectation that Credit Suisse should be making. So analysts are also expecting that amidst, you know, it's sort of weaker returns over the recent years. Yeah it needs money to pay for some sort of restructuring. So that could potentially uh, raise about $4 billion of assets through asset sales and capital raising. Now, while many analysts are uneasy about this, several others have uh, published research notes bolstering Credit Suisse's arguments that it does have that ample capital and liquidity that you mentioned to weather the storm. Um we're going to keep an eye out on this developing story for sure. But next this morning, I want to turn to the UK, where the government of Prime Minister Liz Truss has announced a major about face. It is dropping plans to cut the tax rate of those earning more than £150,000 a year. So the UK's finance minister, Kwasi Karteng, says Truss's government, quote, gets it and has listened to critics. He's also pledging, quote, unquote, no more distractions. So, really, how are markets? reacting to this? I mean, Michelle, to be honest, I'm actually very surprised by the headlines when I when I read this because on one hand, I thought that, you know, she was a contrarian to go against the grain. But on the other hand, when this news came out, I was just surprised. Like, the word which came on my head was, what? <laughs> what? A U-turn? <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Markets have reacted sort of slightly positive to it. Um, you can see um, the yield has sort of traded slightly above um, the previous closing of 3.951%. The sterling has also jumped against the euro, the dollar, as the finance minister has decided to abandon the 45% rate cut on the top income earners. Trust has only been in power a few weeks. During that time, the British pound experienced one of the sharpest sell-offs in history and the Bank of England was forced to intervene to support it. So, the big question, will this latest announcement by Trust to forego a tax on high asset earners, will this be enough to alleviate the market skirmishness? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to say this, Michelle. I mean, on one hand, um, they are trying to do a tax cut here, but on the other hand, you know, they are also trying to actually increase the rates or the, the yields, the interest rates like what other central banks are doing. Of course, in a bid to actually battle the slow growth and inflation. So the key thing here about the, the UK economy is that it is really struggling with a period of high inflation, but at the same time, it's battling that kind of slow growth which is seeing. So this is very different from the 80s where you can see the Reagan administration in a an environment where the US economy was having a much higher growth amidst high inflation. So in this case, I think UK will have a tough challenge here, even though it abandons the tax cuts or sort of abandon the initial fiscal policy which the UK government is is embarked on doing. But at the same time, just focusing on the monetary policies might not be enough for the UK economy. From the UK, I'm going to turn to the US where stocks started the last quarter of the year off on a strong note. The Dow and the S&P 500 each rose about 2.6%. NASDAQ climbed 2.25%. So what triggered the buying, Willie? Oh yeah, I think it's really for 
two reasons here, which I think it's the 10-year US Treasury yields that actually tightened to trade around 3.65%. So that came off from the brief 4% yields at one point last week. So the US 10-year Treasury is actually closely watched because that is actually an indicator of whether there's an impending doom in the market. So the compression or the tightening sort of drove market higher. On the other hand, they were also driven by the economic reports which showed manufacturing data coming in where it was slipped into a contraction. So the ISM manufacturing data, which is a manufacturing index, has sort of went into a contraction. So this could actually stoke optimism somewhat that the Fed could be forced to consider a pivot to sort of avoid pushing the economy into a deep recession. This seems like another case of bad news is good. The markets welcome an unexpectedly weak manufacturing report, which could take pressure off the US Federal Reserve when it decides how much to raise rates at its next meeting. But I'm also wondering, really, uh, how much of last night's bounce may be due to fund managers who are repositioning their portfolios as we enter the last quarter, uh, last three months of this year. What do you think? Yeah, I think for fund managers, um, this could be a time to reposition their portfolios. I mean, on one hand, last week you could see a sell-off, but on the other hand, you see, could have seen some gains. So they could be taking profits in this case on certain sectors. Like for example, you know, you have energy stocks going up. Uh, you have tech stocks in particular, which is a semiconductor stocks, which have also rallied because of the more positive US economic data. So they could actually position their their portfolios this way for the fund managers. On the other hand, you know, if you are looking, you know, if you're asking me, Michelle, you know, as a retail investor, am I repositioning my portfolio? I think this is also probably a good time. But there are also a lot of investors who could be worried, you know, with the fears of a recession and this impending gloom. And they could be just waiting on the sideline to see what happens next. Time now for corporate news and a game of up or down. And I want to start with three companies that produce electric vehicles. Willie, are you ready to roll? Let's go. All right. Our first EV company is Tesla. Oh, this has always been on the news recently, Michelle. And Tesla, you know, every time when I see the headline, first thought in my mind was a down. But in this Mm. case, it's an up despite analyst expectations, despite the company not meeting analyst expectations. So Tesla actually reported a much better financial results based on its deliveries of its auto. So it actually grew much stronger than compared to the last last year's same quarter. Indeed. Um, But the problem is that it fell short of analyst expectations. That's it. Yeah, so... That's it. That's why I'm going to go with down. I'm going to go with market reaction because, <laughs> yeah, Tesla's latest delivery numbers were higher than before, but not as strong as market expectations and investors sold off on the news. Tesla's shares dropped more than 8% overnight. Let's look at Rivian, Willie. Oh, Rivian has been in a good news. I mean, since its IPO last year. So you can see that third quarter production jumped 67% to over 7,000 vehicles. So this is... Not a really big company versus Tesla, but it is one of the competitors to Tesla, which is coming to the market. And this is showing some form of positive sign for the company where it it show a good jump. So, and up for me. EV Rivian says it's on pace to meet its 2022 targets. Its production grew 67% in the third quarter. Rivian shares are up more than 7% in after-hours trade. So I join you there with an up, Willie. Our third EV maker is Waymo. Mm. So Waymo is owned by Alphabet and 
the key difference between um, Waymo and Tesla is that Waymo's hardware is much more robust. So that's in terms of using some of its more intricate hardware, like its sensor systems, you know, radars, cameras. So it has a far more cutting-edge technology in its self-driving cars versus Tesla. So this is an up for me. All right, a driverless Waymo truck has delivered nearly half a million kilos of beer from Houston to Texas. That's a 350-kilometer drive and an up for Waymo. Don't fear, though, because even though the truck was on autopilot, there was a safety driver behind the wheel in case anything went wrong. Imagine that, half a million kilos of beer from Houston to Texas. That's quite a drive. (laughs) (laughs) Let's branch out a bit for our next round of Up or Down. Let's look at Apple. Mm. So recently, the US Supreme Court on Monday declined to hear Apple's bid to revive an effort to cancel three Qualcomm smartphone patents despite the settlement of the underlying dispute between the two tech giants. So Mm -hmm. this actually came on in 2017 where Qualcomm sued Apple in San Diego uh, in the San Diego Federal Court on its iPhone, iPads and Apple Watches on infringement of its mobile technology patents. So US Supreme Court declined to hear Apple's bid. So this is a down for me for the one of the world's biggest technology companies. Down for now because Apple has lost that bid to appeal its loss to Qualcomm in a patent case. Porsche. Mm. So this is a very closely watched IPO. This was a spin-off by Volkswagen and Porsche, it's a very familiar name. I, I mean, ev- everyone knows about this sports car brand, right? But on Monday... Shares fell 81 euros, about 1.8% below its IPO. So, no, this is a down for me based on its price. Yeah, it was off to a pretty hot start for its IPO, but we did see shares tank. So, stock is down now for Porsche, down for me. CNN. Yep, uh, this is a down for me. The former US President Donald Trump accused CNN of waging a campaign of libel and slander against him. And this came in because of CNN's fears that Donald Trump will run for president again two years later in 2024. So Trump's lawyers said in the 29-page complaint that CNN has sought to use massive influence to defame the former US president of its viewers and readers for the purpose of defeating him politically. So down for me. Yeah, down for me as well. Interesting. Former US President Donald Trump suing a network, CNN, for defamation, asking for 475 million US dollars in punitive damages. Not sure if Trump's lawsuit will succeed, but it still is a risk factor for CNN. Trump, by the way, is asking for a jury trial. Hmm. Kim Kardashian. Yep, so Kim Kardashian is expected to pay a huge fine on illegally promoting cryptocurrency on Instagram without revealing how much she was being paid. So the estimate on the fine was about nearly $1.3 million. So the thing about Kim Kardashian and influencers is that for them, you know, on one hand, these guys have really strong following all over the world. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand is that for a person like a personality like Kim Kardashian, she does not have any finance or cryptocurrency background. So she was just receiving the problem here that she, it was that she was just receiving money in order to promote cryptocurrency without knowing what are the risk and dangers of such an asset class. Turned out to be a pump and dump, and uh, she's going to pay out a $1.26 million fine for promoting Ethereum Max when she didn't disclose that she had been paid some quarter of a million dollars 
to do so. So down for me. Down for me too. <laughs> <laughs> For now, we'll see where she goes. Yeah. Japanese yen. Yeah, I mean the yen slumped um, this week because of the widening policy divergence. So on one hand, you know you have the very hawkish Federal Reserve raising interest rates, and on the other hand, you have the more dovish Bank of Japan trying to ease monetary policy. So because of that, you get to see the continuous weakening of the yen. Now a lot of people say that Japan is actually tapping on its 1.3 trillion dollars foreign exchange reserve, you know, in order to prop up the yen. But you know this this could be a dangerous game because, you know, foreign exchange reserves are usually not meant to speculate on currencies. And what Japan is doing, it seems like it's going into its last measures of its resort to actually prop up the yen. So because of this, I think the market is not taking it too well. That's why it's, it has fallen to a historical low of 145. The yen veering downwards again, uh Trending towards that historical low you mentioned, 145 to the US dollar. So down in my book for the Japanese yen. Let's check in on how stocks are doing this morning, 24 minutes into the local trading day. The SDI started October off on a sour note, falling three quarters of a percent to 31.07. The agribusiness Wilma International led the blue chip index lower. The SDI is now in negative territory for the year. So what is it looking like this morning? How are blue chips? doing. Yep, so you can see some of the blue chips here which have performed. It seems like OCBC it's it's up on its gains. DBS is slightly up. Singtel is up to 2.61. UOB is up to $26.4. So it seems like the market is um, in the greens this morning. It is indeed. I'm in a bit of a titsy over this last story. Are you a fan of chocolate bunnies? Oh, wow. I love Lynn and their chocolates here in Singapore. But I'm surprised. How come they are going to pull out the chocolate bunnies? Hey, come on. What? <laughs> Who's being confused here? Little and Lint, apparently. Uh, Swiss chocolate bunny wars. Have you read about that? Yeah, but I think I've read the headlines about it. I think it seems like what they're trying <laughs> to do is to actually recreate the bunny. Apparently, there's a bit of a war between these two companies and Little is a company that's been accused of putting out these bunnies that could be confused with the Lindt chocolate bunnies. Both are chocolate bunnies wrapped in gold foil. I think it comes out to a taste test. But anyway, you won't be able to find uh, Little on, on shelves because of this ruling by the court. So there you go. When was the last time you had a chocolate bunny? Well, I think a couple of years ago. I had chocolates, <laughs> but not chocolate bunnies. <laughs> Easter. Easter is when it happens for me. But I always found it a bit strange to bite the head off a bunny, even as a child. Thanks very much, Willie. Willie Kang there, DT as we call him, Dividend Titan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.